0: You're listening to Word Slinger Podcast episode 135, Building Author Trust with Tim Knox. This episode of the Word Slinger Podcast is brought to you by Draft to Digital. Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at drafttodigital.com. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand,
1: write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about this story here. What's yours? Now, here's the
0: guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. Hey, everybody. This is Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger, now currently known as the voice of indie publishing. Uh, that's an honor. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so... Thank you for tuning in. I am uh, I'm really excited about this interview you're going to hear today. Where uh, I'm talking with Tim Knox, who is, among other things, I mean, he's an author, he's an uh, entrepreneur, he is a ghostwriter. Uh, re- he's written hundreds of books uh, that you, uh, you'll you never find his name on. And I think that's a kind of fascinating uh, industry. I, I toyed with that. I played around with uh, doing some ghostwriting for a while. Um, and I did a couple. I did a few. But. You know, I never made it a huge business. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in my retirement. <laughs> As if I'm going to retire. Anyway, um, I'm glad you're tuning in. Lots of stuff happening. Uh, we got the Thanksgiving holiday coming up next week. Um, very likely that you won't have a word slinger podcast episode on uh, on next Friday. Um, if I sneak one in, I sneak one in. But I'm I'm pretty sure you're not going to get one, because uh, the whole week is going to be fairly busy for me anyway. And then we're gonna we're gonna be off. Uh, Digital is going to be closing its offices. That's a news tidbit you might want to know. Uh, you'll be uh, you're gonna if you've got anything uh, in the works, you're gonna want to get that out uh, before the Thanksgiving holiday. Probably Monday should be the cutoff. Monday being the um, what is today. <laughs> I have no idea. I believe Monday will be the 19th, uh, so or 20th, I'm sorry. So uh, you're going to want to make sure that your books, uh, any distribution you have in mind, any uh, promotions you're going to set up, you're going to try to want to do that in the first couple of days of the, the head of the week, because otherwise um, things are going to get chaotic. Um, speaking of chaotic, because of the Amazon announcement, following you know quickly on the heels of the pronoun announcement, uh man, things have been just jumping at uh draft Digital. We've had to send out an email or two uh just to let people know that things were you know, uh the workload was a little heavier than usual. We had thirty times the number of books uh come into our service that we normally have, thanks to thanks to this expansion. Uh so uh that's fantastic. It's just, you know, yeah. Now we gotta Deal with all the the tickets, so everything has to be dealt with. Um, we're getting a grip on that, though. We've been pretty good about it. I, I'm impressed by our support team. I mean, they are there, they're there day and night. I mean, there there's people pitching in from other apartments, uh, apartments, departments, um, and uh, probably from their apartments. Um, but uh, it's fantastic to see what these guys do. I mean, it's just it's, it it can be exhausting work, but man, they're they're all over it. So no worries there. Um, draft digital is continuing to take care of you, just higher than normal volume. Um, and if you are accustomed to calling Draft2Digital with any questions or uh, concerns or, uh, or support issues, um, this would be a good time to start using the email uh, instead, uh, because at the moment that's taking priority, anything that's in the email system is going to get priority over phone calls. Um, frankly, it's just, it generates a ticket automatically. In other words, a support ticket gets generated automatically and it gets dealt with uh, in in rapid succession. (laughs) Whereas phone calls typically, um, take a little longer to deal with because, you know, someone's got to listen and they got to find the appropriate department. They got to forward everything. Um, and we're getting a lot of calls from people who are just asking basic questions about the company. Normally we'd be all over that and I would encourage you to do it. Um, for now, with the major uh, changes, the the new additions, and with the holiday coming up, uh, the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday for those who are outside the U.S., um, much better if you just please go ahead and email support at draftedigital.com. Um, wanted to put that in this episode just because it's fresh in my mind. I just did an outgoing uh, voice message asking people to do the same. Please don't call to listen to that voice message <laughs> if you don't mind. Just don't call. Just Email. Email will get you all the help you need and much faster. Um, all right. All that said, um, I'm gonna get you into this interview with Tim Knox. I am. Uh, uh, Today has been an interesting day. I have. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tackling a few new challenges w- with the YouTube uh, side of this. Thinking about upgrading some equipment here. Um, I, I you know I'm I've been doing pretty well. As as long as I've been doing the audio version of the show, there's really been. You know, very few issues. I um the the MacBook Air is more than enough to take care of that. Uh adding video into the mix, uh the my system resources are getting a little on the taxed side, so uh thinking about upgrading. So <laughs> So at any rate, um and I already know what I'm getting. I don't need suggestions, so <laughs> I'll let you know when it happens, when and if it happens. Uh but otherwise, um lots of changes coming of course, to the Wordslinger podcast. Stick around after the interview. I'll do the uh, housekeeping. I might have some news tidbits for you. i got a couple of things you might want to hear about. Um, and if you're not already, make sure you're tuning in to the Wordslinger podcast on YouTube. Uh, and subscribe. Uh, subscribe and hit the little notification icon, the little bell. Um, I, I'm trying to build up a, a viewership there. And if you'll help me share that and get that out to the uh, community on, on YouTube, that would be fantastic. I'd really appreciate that. So... Beyond that, hope you enjoy this interview with Tim Knox. It's all about it's all about building trust. So trust me when I say you're going to love this interview. And I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, now, I'm actually sitting here with a fellow. Uh, I'm going to call you. You do a podcast as part of your show, right? I do. A yep. podcast. I'm yep. um, mm-hmm. sitting here with a fellow podcaster, an author, and an entrepreneur, uh, Tim Knox, what's the name of your show, Tim? I didn't even jot it down,
1: man. Uh, if you, the one on YouTube is how to become a better writer. The uh, okay. podcast itself is uh, interviewing authors.
0: Okay. All right. Yep. Interviewing Authors Podcast, everybody, uh, which uh, I will uh, be a guest on, right? And
1: You will. Time, well, you're actually going to be a guest on the uh, both of them now. You're going to be on the video show as well.
0: Oh, awesome. All
1: right. Yeah. That's so, perfect. you know, put on pants. Come on, man. <laughs>
0: pants. Pants. <laughs> so, I'm, t- I'm talking to Tim Knox. Uh, Tim, so, he, first of all, you're a best-selling author of over a dozen books. That's, uh, that's you know, a lot of authors aspire to uh, hit the double digits there. So, that's good work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it took. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, one of them was an official bestseller. The others are like the Amazon bestsellers. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll total. I, I do a lot of ghost writing. I've probably written, 124 ghost written books as well as a dozen of my own. So yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. ghost writing. So that's a. I did a little bit of that. I didn't didn't particularly like the. uh the, the whole vibe of it.
1: <laughs> you know, the, the thing about ghostwriting, I, and I get this question a lot. I've actually had people say, you know, that's just horrible. You know, that's immoral. That's illegal. Well, no, well, it's, I don't see anything really, wrong with it. Isn't well, it? you know, people, yeah. But, uh, you know, the thing that I learned about ghostwriting, the hardest part is kind of letting go of your ego a little bit. Yeah. And this is what I was talking to uh, uh, John David Mann the other day who wrote uh, The Go-Giver and he's got a couple of new books out and he's probably one of the most prolific most successful ghostwriters out there. I mean, he ghostwrites big names. Yeah. And you know, I, I, my thing is, is I don't care if my name's on the front of the book, as long as my name is on the check. Yeah. And yeah. that's the nice thing about ghostwriting. You know, if the book sells, that's great. I get paid either way. So um, yeah, I've, I've got no problem with it whatsoever. Would I rather, you know, write and market and sell my own book? Sure. Right. right. But can I make this much money doing that? No, but until I can, I'll, I'll ghostwrite happily
0: yeah there you go yeah I, mean, yeah. I kind of have I, I don't know I have a hang up because i i, I have a huge ego uh <laughs> we talk, we talked about large heads before the show started rolling, and I got a pretty big one um <laughs> I, so,
1: <laughs> there's a sound there's a sound bite for you dude I got yeah. a pretty big one I got yeah. a pretty
0: big one yeah I got a pretty big one so you uh <laughs> how did you, how did you end up in the uh, ghostwriting I mean that's kind of off top well it's not entirely off topic but i mean how uh,
1: you know, I, I I fell backwards into it. My my background, I was a, a software entrepreneur for about 25 years and I sold my company and I was going to, you know, just kind of write the great American novel because I'd always been a writer. I wrote a, uh, a newspaper column for five or six years. So right. um, I wrote my own books. I put them out there. And the one thing that I figured out was I'm really, I'm a really good writer. I'm not a great marketer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty common. <laughs> I think that's where all yeah. authors start, but I know
1: that's, that's the crux of my show is how to market your your work and I'm still yeah. learning. Uh, but, uh, no, about a year ago, my wife had some health problems and, um, her, she had to take off work for about three months and I needed ways to come up with quick cash cause I didn't want to live on my, my retirement. So, uh, I, I was doing a lot of Kindle publishing at the time, actually hiring ghostwriters and doing all that stuff. And right. uh, I started, uh, I, I actually put a profile on Upwork and uh, I, so I just started getting ghostwriting jobs and I mean, you know, the, the good paying ones. So uh, yeah, so 124 books later, some of them are books that I would lay claim to, many are not. Yeah. But again... Money on the check, so I, I got into it out of necessity, and uh, you know you can you can do very well as a as a ghostwriter.
0: Yeah, I've, I mean yeah. I I've seen that. I've seen people actually uh, do that work and, yeah. and make a pretty good living. I it, to me, it's just. Yeah. You know, if I want to put that kind of work into it, I want my name on it. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, yeah, but you know, you you can't you can't pay your rent with ego. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> I've really tried. If, if it's yeah. possible,
0: I'm going to find a way. Yeah. That's well,
1: you know, I mean, you you know as well as I do what one percent of authors actually make a living from what they do, and maybe five percent make enough money to pay the rent. You know, I'm doing. I'm in, I'm in that top 1%. And again, yeah. my name is not on the book. But the, the funny thing though, Kevin, is it's, it's made me a much better writer mm-hmm. and it's made me a really a much better editor because my, my main business now is Knox Publishing that does uh, ghost writing. But the bread and butter there is editing for nonfiction authors. Right. Um, and so, you know, when you crank out a 50,000 word young adult mystery in about three weeks, you get pretty damn good at writing or you get really yeah. good at crappy writing. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been a really good learning curve and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's done well.
0: Well, it is interesting because, you know, there's that adage that the first million words are practice, right? And you're, you're actually putting <laughs> your million words into someone else's name, so.
1: Well, you know, that's one of the, the things when you do ghostwrite, you're no longer right. really writing to your standards. You're writing to someone else's. Right. And typically, I mean, you know this, uh, their standards are probably lower than mine. And probably, you know, you know, because it's, it's really not my work, you know, but uh, still I take great pride in it. And uh, the fact that I think 18 or 19 of these books have hit number one paid on Amazon. eh, some pretty good writing. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. He, that's, he said that's, humbly. He, he said, he said, cashing <laughs> he checks, yeah, sleeping in his golden bed, driving. You
1: know, it, it buys me a nice house. Just <laughs>
0: <down>. <laughs> and that's really the kind of the goal. You know, that's one of the reasons why I stuck with uh, copywriting for so long. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, I mean, I I'm a very good copywriter. I'm an award winning copywriter, but I wasn't exactly a huge fan of taking on particular clients. You know, who wants to write for yeah. oil and gas or you know, whatever. But one of the reasons I stayed with it was because, you know, it's hard to make that you're, I'm writing and I'm making money. So it's hard to really argue, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think as long as you've got your toe in the water there somehow, you know, I mean, I I think your your end goal is probably the same as mine. I want to someday make a living writing my books with, you know, putting my name on the front and cashing those checks. Uh, But this is a great way to finance this. It sure beats working. For a living, I mean, exactly. God forbid, you know, I, I have to go back and, and sit in an office eight hours a day. I mean, I'm in a spare room in my house. I walk to work every morning. It's about thirty feet from my bedroom. I'm not right. wearing pants.
0: Right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. hell, that's a pretty
0: good game. Not on my, not <laughs> on my lower half, anyway. Well,
1: yeah. you know, I was wearing pants until I read your uh, your show notes there, and I took them off. They're
0: gone. Uh, it's all, a little yeah. chilly. a Little nippy. It's part of the uh, contract. <laughs> the wordslinger contract is. To- <laughs> <laughs> and drop the pants uh literally and figuratively so mm-hmm. uh, so you're okay now you're um i want to talk a little bit about your show because i've been tuning in sure. um you're now i've been tuning in on youtube um and I have not actually dropped in on your actual podcast, but the two are related but not identical.
1: they, they are well the the interviewing author's podcast i did um gosh for for about two years i i' I think a hundred and hundred and some odd interviews on that show. And it was, uh, it was basically interviewing um, authors of of all ilk. I had best selling authors. I had, you know, David Baldacci. I had Mary Higgins Clark. I had Nelson DeMille. I had Armand Rosamilia on that you had on recently, the zombie hunter. Um, But basically it was a show that was about the craft of writing. And what I would do is I would interview like a, you know, a Nelson DeMille who sold a hundred million books and just talk about how he, how he writes, how he does that sort of thing. Um, And so that show did very well and it's still sitting out there, but I've kind of moved it over to video. And what I do now, uh, the the main video channel there is more of an advice. I talk about the mechanics of writing, the marketing, Mm -hmm. the editing, but then once a week I also do an interview. And okay. so you're, you're going to be on the show. I had John David Mann on recently. I've got uh, a lot of the, the authors that I had on the old podcast are now coming on, on this show. Right. So uh, it's going to be cool. It, what's really interesting is to see how all of those authors do on video. Yeah. Because, you know, hell, you can barely get them in front of a mic. It's going to oh, be yeah. interesting to see how they do on video. <laughs> so, right. Right. Um, but, what, what, you know, the whole point of this show is how to help you become a better writer. And right. part of that is becoming a better marketer, a better editor, a better, you know, social media person, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, the show is relatively new. We've been doing; it comes out five days a week. I've been doing it for about a month, but the response has been been really good. So, I'm I'm yeah. very encouraged.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's relatively new, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's built on roots, uh, built on a platform.
1: It it does, and I also have a a, a Kindle. Uh, KDP Select Kindle Publishing Channel because I did that for a long time. And uh, it's kind of designed to help people publish on Kindle and gosh, fight that never-ending battle of maintaining your account and trying to sell a few books. Right, yeah. 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 nightmare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you're um, you've got a handful of books out. Are you, uh, are you exclusive to KDP or are you wide?
1: No, I'm, I'm not. I, I was for a while back when I was really actively doing the marketing part because, right. and I, and I did a a video on that, I think coming out next week is, you know, KDP Select has its advantages and disadvantages. The biggest thing is Amazon is, you know, for, for digital, they're the 800 pounds gorilla, but I use yep. drafted digital for everything else. Oh, of course. You know, you know. and well, duh. <laughs> um, and I really, you know, now not necessary to kiss up to me. On my I'm like I'm not kissing up to you. I didn't even know you were you were with these guys until recently, but oh, okay. um but no, you know, KDP Select, it has its ups and downs, but at the bottom of the, you know, the the end of the day it doesn't matter whether you're on KDP select or not. If you can't market the book, you're not going to do very well. And that's the whole thing. I mean, you and I, we have offline discussions about, you know, folks like Michael Anderley and Mm -hmm. and Steve Conkley and those guys who are just killing it because it's almost like they figured out the marketing formula. Right. You know, like a a Russell Blake who does a a new book every two weeks, you know, it's, it's that, that sort of thing. So, you know, KDP select has its place. Is it the end-all, be-all? No, not really. I think at the end of the day, you've got to go wide, or you're really not going to sustain selling books.
0: No, yeah, I agree, and uh, you yeah. know, and I, I think that KDP is a, a good. It's part of a, a strategy, especially for an mm-hmm. incoming author who hasn't yeah. really, you know, put much together. So, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think you know, going wide is the better long-term strategy. So, well, I, I do too. <laughs> or I, I mean, would, they, I would yeah.
1: Well, I think eventually you're going to see other platforms like Drafted Digital giving Amazon kind of a run for their money because mm-hmm. Amazon right now, honest to God, is doing everything in its power to run off authors. Yeah, and it sure seems
0: like it. Yeah, I,
1: You know, I, they, they do. I, I've been publishing on Amazon going on 10, 11 years now. And every year it seems like there's something, uh, you know, new, like the, the KENP 3.0 now has everybody right. scurrying because they really have no idea. You know, are, are my pages going to be counted? How do I get past this flip thing? It's just I, I've seen people's revenue drop 70, 80 percent overnight right. simply because, you know, Amazon turned the screws a little bit. So it's just, you know, this man, when you build your house on someone else's platform, it's, it's liable to fall at any right. time. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, I think it's just a, a giant weeding out going on at Amazon right now.
0: Do you you think that's what it is? Literally, you think they're trying to weed yeah. out authors? I,
1: I think what you know this started a couple of years ago when people like me uh, mm-hmm. were we were p- producing books and publishing books that were ghost written, and we were you know it was so easy to I don't want to say game the system, but you know you got paid for page reads, right? So you wanted your books to be as uh, you know as thick as possible, and so. There was there was a big stink about that amazon changed the rules they shut down a lot of accounts and and now it's kind of the same thing because the feeling is amazon is going to start not giving page read money for bonus content or you know if you're using the same bonus in two or three books that's no longer allowed right uh so you know at the end of the day whether whether it's meant to be or not it is going to be a weeding out process but the thing that amazon doesn't seem to realize or maybe even care about i don't know is that it is affecting real authors right. like you and me who right. are writing our books and trying to sell our books and we're kind of getting caught up in the fray as well so mm-hmm. hey that's that's why i ghost write. Right. you know you, yeah. you know i but you know that that affects that business as well when my clients are calling me to tell me that their revenue is down 60 70 percent and they can't pay the rate that I charge. You know that that trickles down to me. So exactly, um, right. it's kind of the same thing, man. Amazon or not Amazon, but eBay did this years ago. Every six months to a year, eBay was weeding out and booting people out, and it's it's kind of a thinning of the herd. But you know, they say they do it for the benefit of the readers, but right. I I don't buy that. I just think they're I just think they're doing it. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I've right. never seen anything like this one.
0: No, yeah, there, there have been a lot of changes. We've been monitoring, of course. You know, we watch everything Amazon does because we, do. <laughs> <laughs> we want to leap in there and yeah.
1: snatch well, those I, authors. I, but you know, jump. this is good. This is good for your business, though. You yeah, know, this I think is good so. for the other platforms because Amazon is the eight hundred pound gorilla. But you know, when the eight hundred pound gorilla starts taking shits on you, you find another place to lay down. Pardon yeah, me, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. So
1: yeah, so I, I think you'll have to go wide to, to stay relevant.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um I uh you know, and I I do. I I'm I'm even using uh KDP uh right now for, mm-hmm. for my because I'm doing a relaunch, right? I'm doing yeah. a rebrand basically, um moving into a new genre. So this is what I tell authors to do. So of course, I I'm going to do it too, but yeah. You know, it has its place, you know. So
1: Well, it it does. And I mean, it's, you know, again, it's 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 where most of the folks are.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: they're for some reason they're making it difficult on everybody trying to weed out the herd. So, you know, you got the James Patterson's left. Right. And that's, there's always, Amazon's always had a double standard. You know, you may get dinged for doing something that James Patterson is doing, but you're not selling a million dollars worth of books a day. Right. So there is that.
0: the folks who, you know, the guys who are killing it in the indie circles, they're not immune to that either though. So it's, it really is a true double standard in that. Yeah. If you're traditionally published, they all overlook quite a bit. So, well, they
1: well they will, and and you know that's a damn shame because I think a lot of the indie authors, you know, again we talk about Anderley and all the folks that he works with, right? You know, who who are actually making a good living over there. They're making Amazon money.
0: Yeah. yeah you know, exactly.
1: now they're not making James Patterson level money, but but again, it it's the it's the same old thing as always. The bigger fish you are, the better you're treated, and right. you know the little fish. You know, but but the key is once you become a big fish, remember how the little fishing was. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. I, I've seen so many authors that were were struggling, and then they would hit it, and then yeah. You know, um, yeah. a little yeah. yeah keep <laughs> keep humble, baby. Keep humble. Keep humble. <laughs> you best to
0: start off humble and just don't go anywhere from there. Just yeah. The whole, whole, yeah. Yeah. So all right. So um, why? Uh, okay. Now you're you are writing your own fiction. Right? Yeah. And nonfiction as well, right? I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, are you do, why get into the podcasting and the video channels and all that? Do you, do you see that helping your uh, your
1: yeah? Books you know, it, it's kind of funny. The reason that I started the interviewing authors podcast is because I was just nosy. I wanted to know how mm-hmm. these authors were doing that.
0: Exactly. You know, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, there was a guy, uh, uh, Larry Winget, who's a national speaker, six-time New York Times bestselling author. Fox business analyst, etc cetera, et cetera, Larry was a mentor from mine back in the speaking days. I used to do a lot of TV and I used to do a lot of speaking. And so Larry and I were talking one day about his latest New York Times bestseller and I'm just picking his brain. I'm like, you know, how do you, you know? and at the end of that phone call, he goes, you know what, you ought to do a, an interview show because this has been a lot of fun. And so I started interviewing just buddies, you know, other speaking buddies that that wrote books. And then uh, Homer Hickam, who wrote October Sky, yep. is actually from yeah. here. And oh, so yeah. I I met him. So I interviewed him and it just kind of blossomed. And every show was really me picking their brains because I wanted to know how they did what they did so I could do it too.
0: Right, exactly. You know?
1: And the same way with with what I'm doing now on on video, and you know the the thing was I got this response from listeners that were like, hey, we want to know that stuff too. Mm -hmm. And so you know after my journey, I have like you a a body of knowledge about how to write and how to edit and how to deal with agents and all this sort of stuff. So uh, just kind of passing that along really is kind of a it's not a giving back because I hate that term. It's really kind of just I'm just sharing the knowledge, and if I get some new book editing clients along the way. That's gravy, Right. you know? Right, right. And so, yeah, so that's what I do. I just find it interesting. You know, when, when I you and I first made contact, I, I'm, I'm a big time investigator. I get online and <laughs> check people out and, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I'm like, how is he doing that? Who does he know? What can we do to get, you know, it's kind of a, a big networking thing. That's one of the yeah. things I'm, I believe in. It's not really networking. It's more like connecting. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know someone you want to meet, I'll, I'll connect you because it it helps right. everybody. Right. So that's the whole crux of it is is helping other writers, you know, hone their craft, whatever, you know, little knowledge I have that can help. I'm more than willing to impart for free, you know, on the videos and on the podcast. And if I benefit along the way, again, I think it's, it's made me a better writer yeah. because it makes me think of this stuff. You know, if I'm going to do a video on on how to market your book offline, I have to actually sit down and think about that. Right. And getting me to actually sit down and think about something is like, you know, pinning in a two-year-old with ADD. It's just really, right. you know, so it's it, it benefits me as well as the, the viewers.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, exactly why I started Wordslinger Podcast, you know. Yeah. The, the, the show started as a way for me to talk to people, uh, kind of learn what they're doing and steal their – you know, processes and that sort of thing. But you know,
1: we, we borrow. We borrow, we, we, we borrow I mean, and we improve. It,
0: There's nothing yeah. left when I'm gone. I mean, it's just well, you're, you're an empty <laughs> shell.
1: You're a you're a bone picker. <laughs> I, f- I feel the flesh coming off of my bones it, as man. we speak. It, I'm gonna man. pick your bones Thursday, so that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I do I I I do interviews the same way I eat chicken wings, man. It's nothing but it's a chicken graveyard when I'm done. That's uh, funny. So <laughs> uh, you've got okay um the uh, now I, I now I need to go check out interviewing authors because I thought they were the same. I thought the podcast and the show no. were the mm-hmm. same. So no. uh, I'm behind and I apologize. I would Catch have, up, man. Jesus, I'm not like you. Apparently, I didn't go do <laughs> you know? I didn't go investigate. And you did. don't
1: do your homework. Oh my god! <laughs> I like to come with these things fresh, man. I think we it's soft. funny. We're both wearing the make me smarter look glasses. I know. I and know. It's, we're failing miserably. I think. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> we look good. We look brilliant. You um, look good. Talking, you know, and I—I I was telling you before the show. I've told you a couple of times now that I admire your studio set up there. I miss <laughs> everyone who listens to who's to the show for any length of time knows that I started in the show in my little home studio. I,
1: I have seen you, yeah,
0: yeah, and I—I yeah, I watch that. your
1: videos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna do. Uh, but I'm going to see. I'm going to borrow from what you're doing here, man. I'm gonna have hey, man.
1: I I, I mean, you know what, and I sent you a picture which I know. you, yeah, you I can never make right. public. Uh, it's all about the viewfinder. Yeah, don't it's don't all re- about the. I uh, don't want to
0: reveal these secrets. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, what's funny is when you have you have a guest on your show and they go, "Holy crap, are you in a studio?" Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yes, I'm in a very formal studio that happens to be a corner of a spare room in my house. But it's all, you know, it's all about the viewfinder. What the viewfinder sees. Well, what is it? I mean,
0: you know, I was, you and I both share kind of a background in in film and TV. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I used to do things like this all the time. And it's if you go visit most most studios, they're crap real, holes. They're they're complete crap holes. Like yeah. they're they're worse. Yeah, your setup <laughs> that you showed me in, in your bedroom, I'm like. That's actually pretty nice. I,
1: yeah. I, that's
0: probably one of the nicer studios I've ever seen. But, well, thank uh, you. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> yeah I, I used to do b- business analysis, so I would sit on the set, you know, and do my little spiel, and I would look around, and you're in this huge dark room, mm-hmm. and the only thing that looks good is what the camera can see, the that's set. Right. You know, they got the lights, they got the pretty colors. Everything else is just, it's like Fred Sanford's living room blew up.
0: Right, exactly. And so
1: that taught me it's it's and I keep saying this, it's just what the viewfinder sees. Right. And so I figured out the viewfinder sees about a three foot, four foot swatch behind me, about a two foot swatch this way. Yeah. I'm gonna make that pretty. Yeah. Now, you know, when I turn off the webcam, I turn off the lights, I move the monitors back where they go. I put the books away and then I'm back in my little shithole.
0: So you, <laughs> you, you actually build this out each time you're, you're doing a show?
1: I do, but it's really easy. All I have to do, I've, I've got lights here. I usually yeah. do everything on a DSLR camera. So mm-hmm. I've got umbrella lights um, on the wall. That's just gray foam padding. Yeah, exactly. And the reason it's blue is I have $15 rope LED lights strung around the back of the monitors. Right, right, right. So when I'm going to do this, all i do literally is bring up these two screensavers i turn on the led lights i bring out these books and that's it it's good to go man studio in a box
0: there you go, there you go. Dress and set <laughs> yeah so that no that's cool i know I, you didn't have to reveal how the sausage was made Hey, man
1: no pants required
0: man. my <laughs> pants are down my International law <laughs> says we cannot mention pants and sausage in the same sentence. Okay. Ah.
1: Okay. I'll try to. I'll try to behave. <laughs> uh,
0: you're. Uh, you're. Uh, you, you've got some. I'm going to have to go through your back catalog, man, because I'm going to have to ask you to in, make some introductions, brother. Because. Oh yeah. Like Baldacci, I want to talk to him. I'd love to get him. You know. Him.
1: You know what's really funny is mo- most of the the big names. You know, you have to go through their people, but then when you get them on the phone, they're the nicest people. And right. I've actually formed really good friendships with, with some of them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really funny. And you, you might like this. this the, a lot of the older authors who've been doing this for 20, 25 years in their traditional publishing systems, this whole Internet thing just blows their mind. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you get someone like a Nelson DeMille. Nelson's what, in his 70s, he sold 100 million books. He doesn't know anything about online marketing. Or man. social media, and granted, he's got people who do that, but some of them don't, and it just really frustrates the fire out of them that, you know, they miss the good old days when they could just write the book, pass it off to the editor, and then go cash the checks. Right. You know, now I, I it's miss those
0: days too, and shit, I never. So do yeah.
1: I. You know, I I traditionally <laughs> published uh, my my business book, you know, with John Wiley, right. and so you know, my agent got me a sweet deal. I got a five figure advance. I did the manuscript. I sent it off, and everybody was happy. You know, it doesn't work like that anymore. Right. You know, even if even if Wiley publishes your book, it's really up to you to do all the marketing. Right. You know, I mentioned, yeah. you know, Larry Wingett, who's six time New York Times bestselling author. Every time he comes out with a book, he's still beating the bushes, getting interviews and doing his thing.
0: Right. And
1: yeah. you have someone like a like a John David Mann who wrote The Go Giver with Bob Berg, you know. He's now self publishing, so he's having to take all that stuff on himself. And it's it's a new world to these guys. Yeah. No, because yeah. they're they're and, used to having someone else do it for them. So it's kind of sad and funny to watch.
0: Right. And yeah, mostly sad.
1: Kind of like the you know, <laughs> the last episode of MASH.
0: Sad and funny.
1: <laughs> sad and funny. Ninety percent of the audience is going, What?
0: yeah 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 no i think uh it's probably more like 80 percent i think i think my threshold for people who wouldn't understand a mash reference start
1: well see that's the nice thing about my audience they're primarily old white guys like me so they get all my obscure references it's great
0: exactly (laughs) yeah so you're um now you, you're you've got kind of a little budding empire going here, like a little media empire you're pulling together. Huh?
1: Well, yeah, maybe a little budding media empire. Well, you know, my my background, my software company, one arm of that was a, a media company, oh, and okay. we did, yeah, we we did. Audio, video, we did production, and we did it back when it was really hard to do. You know, remember the days when you had to have a a streaming server and the video, (laughs) I mean, it would it would just sit there and bounce and bounce and never load. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I learned from that, it's it's all about repurposing content. Right. You know, I mean and and again, you I'm trying preaching to the choir here, you know, when when you and I do this. You know, uh, when you're on my show, I take the video and I put it on YouTube. I put it on all my websites. I put it, Mm -hmm. you know, everywhere I can find a place to put it. Then I will suck out the audio and create a podcast of that. And then I will have uh, my VA transcribe it and create a blog post. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I've always been a a really big believer that that you've got all these different forms of media and, and you need to take advantage of each one of them. Right, and you know, we talk about this on my show. You know, authors need to realize this too.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, your your product might be a book, digital, or paperback, but at the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur. You got to treat it like a business. You got to market it, and you've got to take that that product and uh, package it however you need to sell it. Right. So. You know, I wouldn't say I've got an empire going. I've got a little anthill forming.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, everybody starts somewhere. So yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, the, the show and everything, does does any of that really help with your book sales? I think I tried to ask this earlier, actually.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I really, honestly, I'm not, I don't have a book that I'm really pushing now. I've right. got several books in work. But, you know, where that really is helping me is in my, my editing and coaching business right you know because i do have people contact me wanting to know you know do you coach which i do and how do you edit my book and can we work together so i think eventually uh, i've got some things in work um that are are really going to put a a lot of books out there relatively quickly right. you know the anderly model yeah,
0: exactly. uh
1: yeah and and so i think then that sort of thing will will help mm-hmm. now you know it, it all goes to branding and marketing you know, it's like these silly little cartoons. It's all silly. You, you'd be amazed at how many comments I get over these things. Yeah. You know, but it's just, uh, that's that's the whole crux of it. I see this show, you know, number one, hopefully, is entertainment and information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a way to get folks into the funnel. Right. You know, this is, uh, if you're interested in what I do, hey, here's, go to timnox.com or findabookeditor.com. And if I can help you, you know, feel free to yeah. let me know. Yeah. But the thing that I, I, and you know this better than I do because you've, you've been doing it more lately is it's all about the interactivity. Yeah. You know, the, the relationships that you can build online either with, you know, like peers like us or with like potential clients or, you know, that sort of thing that, that to me is the real value mm-hmm. is, is the interactivity or the relationships. Because I think at the end of the day, that's how you're going to make your money. Yeah. You know, people, people buy books or buy services from people they like and trust. Yeah, and so you know that's that's why that's why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that trust that's difficult to build, though. What do you think is what's the best advice for
1: that? You know, the thing about it is, I, I'm I'm a firm believer, and you've got to give to get. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, if if i came on right out of the gate and i'm like okay you got to pay for this you got to pay for that here's a an affiliate link to this here's the, you know i i think there's a lack of trust there you know yeah, i come from yeah. the old internet marketing days where you know you tried to get people to buy by email and that, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and you got to build that trust you got to build a relationship you know you look at someone like like a pat flint mm-hmm. you know pat I I mean, no nicer guy on the planet, very open, very honest, and making a fortune, not because he's selling all this stuff, but he is basically uh, playing off the backs of the relationships that he has built over the course of years with, with viewers and customers. So I think the thing about trust is you got one chance to blow it. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah. if, so, if people trust you and you, you do something, you know, wrong at least in their eyes or whatever, uh, it's really easy for that trust to go away. And it's really right. hard to get it back. Right. And, you know, that's one of the things about the internet, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, the internet breeds anonymity. And anonymity will breed a very loud, obnoxious voice that will, will be more than happy to set you straight or go after you uh, if you break that trust. So right. I, think it, I think it's a fine line, you know, but I think, hell, you're smart enough to know whether or not you're doing something that's going to negatively affect that relationship.
0: Yeah. And that, Presumably. you know, I
1: mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, back, I, I actually know a guy who is multi-multi-millionaire internet marketer and his thing is if you get on his email list, he is going to hammer the crap out of you with email offers yeah. until you either buy or opt out. Right, because in his mind, if you're not going to buy, he doesn't want you on his list. Yeah, and so I, I've always just had a hard time with that. I can't, you know, maybe that's why he's making ten times the money I am. I don't know.
0: And maybe is the, I, I feel like there's a trade-off there. You know, yeah. Um I mean, because I, you can do that. I mean, I, I know lots of people who do it. I could probably do that and make a lot more money than I do now, but I would. Yeah. feel crap all the time. And
1: Well, that's the thing. You got to look at the guy in the mirror at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: exactly. You My know. first customer is me, you know. And if I Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, if I'm not satisfying, you know, myself, if I'm unhappy with the work I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm being uh, I'm I have a poor client relationship with that.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way you have to think about it. Yeah. You know, you are, and this goes back to my old entrepreneurial days is, you know, you are your first product. Yeah, exactly. You know, people, yeah. again, people buy from people they like or trust. And if, and if they don't like or trust you, you know, you might hit it big for a little while, but it's not going to be sustaining
0: by any stretch. Right, right. Mm-mm. Right. All right. Well, we we are uh, we're kind of at time, so I want to go ahead and wrap us up. Uh, no, I'm having fun. I know, man. It happens every time. What I look hell? up and say, "What? There you <laughs> um. So. You've got a ton of websites. They're all going to be in the show notes. But where's the main place people can find all about you? If,
1: if you just go to timnox.com, basically it is nothing more than a splash page to the dozen or two websites that I I have, and most <laughs> right. of those are, are informational. I've got free courses on WordPress and book cover creation, and then I've got you know the podcast, and then I've got my main uh, main business. But yeah, timnox.com, or just go to YouTube and type in Tim Knox.
0: All right. Good deal. All right, man. Hey, you hang out? Uh, everybody, uh, well, first of all, thanks for being on the show, man.
1: Hey, man. Happy to do it. Let's do
0: it again. Job out. We'll do it again. Let's, Let's do it again. Thursday. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody else, uh, you may not get to see me right away in, in two days, but uh, you will get to see Tim anywhere you look for him online. Definitely check out his website. Uh, check out his channel on YouTube. It's, uh, it's great. It's a, it's, it's got a high production value. It's a great source of information. I highly it's recommend It's all about blue lights, baby. But it's all about the blue lights. So uh, <laughs> right this very second, you may be hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance in place at will. And I will see you on the other side with housekeeping and a little bit of wrap up. Thanks again for uh, being on Tim and uh, everybody else. We'll see you next time. All right, that was my interview with Tim Knox. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, If you haven't already, if you haven't encountered his uh, YouTube channel, um, definitely go find that on YouTube. Uh, You'll find a link to to that in the show notes. But if you just search uh, Tim Knox and uh, how to be a better writer, I think you're going to find it right away. Uh, Check out my episode on the show. I uh I was on there not long ago. <laughs> Hope you dig that. Um, so all right, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I had I've added a news segment. I had said I was only going to do this on the uh, YouTube channel, but why not? Why not? Uh, this week's indie publishing news. I've only got three items. You already know about a couple of them, I'm sure. Uh, but just just to get a start here. Um, so Draft2Digital have, has of course announced its new uh, distribution to Amazon. Um. Lots of cool stuff coming out of that of course we I, I mentioned our workload has uh, increased by 30 times. <laughs> but uh, in addition to that, I mean Amazon is uh, is a much sought after uh, channel for us um, for our 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 authors. Uh, of course, a lot of people go direct, which is fine, and uh, we're not going to discourage that. We just want you to be able to choose us if you want to choose us. And uh, you know, as time goes by, well, Things can happen. There's nothing I can talk about officially uh, about the draft digital and Amazon partnership here. Um, But uh, you you might want to keep an eye on it. (laughs) How's that for news? Okay, uh, what was interesting about that was that announcement, by sheer coincidence, came quickly on the heels of the announcement of Pronoun, uh, announcing that they're going to close their doors in January 2018, um, that's leaving a lot of authors in the lurch and uh, it's kind of unfortunate It kind of honestly in some ways makes me mad i mean w- there were a lot of authors depending on pronoun and the promises they were making um there it would be easy to to say told you so honestly because <clears throat> you know i and several others uh, pointed out that with no revenue model uh there's basically no business and without the business Without something supporting this, eventually that was going to go away. Um, it's rude to say "I told you so," uh, <laughs> nah. and it's also not—it's not—it's not helpful and it's not kind. So, uh, yeah, I apologize. I so here's the deal, though—you're um, not completely out in the lurch. You can still reconnect your books, uh, the reviews, and that sort of thing on Amazon and elsewhere. Um, by reaching out and asking them to uh, connect, that you're going to need your on Amazon, for instance, you'll need your new AISN, whatever the uh, the uh, equivalent to that is on the other platforms. You can do the same. Just let them know it's a new edition, it's being published through a new channel, and you would appreciate it if they would connect your reviews, sales, sales rank, all that stuff. Um, it's actually a, an opportunity, potentially. For you to kind of take a little advantage of the uh, 30-day cliff again. Um, so give that a shot. Let's see what happens. Let me know. Let me know your progress on that. Um, in other news, this is something you have not heard from me yet. Uh, Brian Meeks. Now, he's been a guest on the show a couple of times now. He's probably going to be on at least once more. Now, I uh, interviewed him about his, uh, his new book, uh, which is Amazon Ads uh, using Amazon Ads? Uh, I'm sure it has an official title that I'm completely butchering, but here's the deal you can go search for him, you can search for that book, you can also look in the show notes. But now he's got a master course, which I think is going to be very helpful. Um, it's a uh, he's calling it Meeks Master Classes, um, and you'll be able to find that information about it you can enrol, enroll in it if you go to meeks master classes teachable.com and because that's such a mouthful go look in the show notes (laughs) you'll be able to uh click over there from here uh i'm hoping i can convince him to do a kind of affiliate relationship with that eventually but for now it's a free for all go check that class out if you've been thinking about using amazon marketing services for your uh for promoting your books he's got it down to a science he's doing pretty well with it uh you can't really argue with the results so Go check that out. Uh, that's it for the news segment this this week. Um, Sponsorships—that's kind of a new thing. It's not necessarily new, but of course you know Draft Digital is a sponsor of the show. Uh, Draft Digital will let you convert, publish, and distribute your books worldwide with support the whole way. And you can go uh, check them out at slash wordslinger Give this wordslinger a little extra boost. You can also check out KDP Rocket. Take control. Get more readers. Increase your Kindle rankings. At well, I'll give you this link: bitly/slash KP Slinger KDP Slinger. Sorry, bitly/slash KDP Slinger. <laughs> Go check that out. I do get some affiliate dollars every time someone signs up for that. That is a keyword uh, tool, an SEO tool. You are going to dig that. Um, I use it myself. It is very handy for finding uh, new new things to write about, new uh, being very topical in your writing. Uh, writing to market you can use this tool to help rocket your success go check it out at bit.ly slash kdpslinger Uh, you can also support this show by subscribing to it on the various services Uh, that now includes youtube you can subscribe on itunes stitcher google play now youtube and uh, be sure you're sharing with other people tell tell everyone you know about the show Uh, if it's doing you some good make sure you're out there uh, pushing it around because i could use the help and uh, if you want to support the show financially, of course, you can do that at patreon.com slash kevintumlinson. You can click on the Patreon logo on the uh, wordslingerpodcast.com website. Of course, it's on every single episode and uh, show notes, that is. And it's on the homepage itself. The homepage, of course, is getting its revamp. I'm still working. I'm still working hard. I have not slacked off. It's just a lot of work. <laughs> That's just what it is. But if you are a supporter of a Patreon, I'm going to be uh, adding some nifty little perks for you eventually. Uh, they're coming, and I've already been building them. Here's the deal. There's going to be a Word Slinger podcast after show. The Word Slinger after show is going to let you have a few more minutes with each guest, uh, some insight you didn't get from the episode, some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to be adding to that as I go. And uh, these are some of these have been very fun. I, I actually just interviewed Ernest Dempsey. Um, that's probably one of my favorite uh, after-show interviews that I've done to date. You can look for that episode that's coming up. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be a little while before it gets here, but it'll, it'll be here. Um, in the meantime, I got all kinds of new guests in line, uh, in the queue, as it were. Uh, if you are interested to know, I'm, uh, I'm talking to Debbie Drum over the next couple of weeks. Uh, she has a, a guide for increasing your reading speed. Uh, that's going to be kind of fun. I I use that a lot myself, or uh, <laughs> was very enamored of it. Um, I've got uh, some more folks coming up. Grant Faulkner, you're going to like to hear that interview for sure. You're going to really want to hear that interview. Uh, and uh, let's see, this I got Jay Thorne. I got another great interview with Joe and Kate Russo. You're going to want to check into that. Um, Lots of stuff coming up. So make sure you're tuning in uh, weeks and we, i got weeks and weeks of, of interviews already recorded. Just already there. So uh, make sure you're tuning in. You're going to love it. And uh, thank you so much for being a Wordslinger podcast listener and supporter. I really appreciate it. Uh, the show is... Um, it's- It's taken on some new dimensions, honestly. It's uh, opening up some new opportunities, new doors for me right now. Uh, Things I wish I could talk to you about right now, but I can't. I just can't. (laughs) So, future episodes. Um, If you are, here's something, and I can hint at this. um, If you are looking for a new resource with which to market and promote yourself, I got something coming up. And uh, if you are interested in hearing more, you're definitely going to want to tune into to the, uh, the show in the future. So make sure you're subscribed. <laughs> and that's all I can say for now. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for supporting. God bless each and every one of you. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday ahead, just in case we don't get a chance to talk uh, before or after, uh, immediately after. And um, we've got the whole holiday season coming up, so uh, it's going to be a great Uh, end of year and a whole new year starting I'm glad we get to spend it together God bless each of you I'll see you next time